Ladies and future boys, welcome to another episode of the School for Wayward Nerds. I'm your host, Toad Pollitt, and today we're heading to the planet Tamaran and doing a character profile on the Amber Alien Starfire. Um, most episodes I would introduce uh, White Collar and Megan Chikatilo here. They are away. Yeah, they are on get out of here. They are on an adventure. So I'm joined exclusively by the Half Dave. Half of Dave. Mm. Oh, hell, Ethan. Not too bad. Uh, this topic was kind of decided on, like, in anticipation for the TV series Titans, as yeah. um, as Australian Netflix will be picking it up because DC will refuse to stream their things anywhere but the US. Yeah, for racism. Mm. I wasn't shocked by that because I, I get emails to enter cost, like contests and giveaways all the time. And then you click on them, they're like, no, 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 not for you, Mr. Somewhere Else. Yeah. Um, they're trying to hide behind the law. And I'm all like, no, man, I'm not down with you. I'm surprised even Canada doesn't get it. That That is pretty surprising. Hmm. No, normally they're like bodies. Yeah. At any rate, we've, we've finally got it now. We're, we're like six episodes in. What do you think of it so far? I, I'm withholding judgment. Yeah. Yeah. No thoughts? What do you think? I think it's better than I thought it would be, but I've watched enough DC things to still have a very low expectation going into anything, especially mm-hmm. considering it's written by the dude who wrote Batman Forever and Batman Robin. Hey, hey. Those are good films. I like to think so, but I know... Both halves of my Dave like those films. Okay. I think it's alright. Yeah, it gets a little gratuitous with its, oh, look how dark and gritty we can be stuff, but it's not as bad as I sort of thought it would be coming in. It's no Batman v Superman. No. No one has put a, a candy in someone's mouth for access to government secrets. And as far as we know, nobody's, you know... Bribe someone with a jar of pee. Yeah. Our adventure begins in DC Comics Presents issue 26. Uh, it was released October 1980, and in the middle of this Superman and Green Lantern crossover adventure, there's a little sample of something called Teen Titans. Uh, ri- written by Kai's favourite, Marv Wuthman, with art by George Perez, the full issue would be released in November of that year, and its editions would change Teen Titans forever adding Raven, Beast Boy, Cyborg, and Starfire to the roster. Um, the first issue was mostly about Starfire escaping her planet, uh, which is where we'll start this episode off. That's probably... You should probably start at the start. Mm-hmm. Logical sense and all those providing. No, most things start with, like, a big action adventure. No, and then go back no, and explain start it. at the start. You're a hypocrite because the issue does exactly what I just said. Starfire's real name is Coriander. Which is dumb. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the reasons I dislike her. We'll get to the main reason later, I assume. She tastes like a coriander. She, and For on, those playing at home, that's cilantro, if you're American. Hmm. And on her planet of Tamaran, she is a princess. Under Queen Wanda and King Meander. That's fine. All na- all, if it's a long word that ends in R, it's someone's name on that planet. Yes. Mm-hmm. She and her people would absorb the sunlight and use its energy to fly, similar to Superman once on Earth. DC really like the whole, the sun gives you power. Yeah. I don't know where it stems from, but yeah. Well, I'm, see, I'm kind of thinking if it's got something to do with the whole, you know, back in like the 80s before we knew what skin cancer was, mm. if there were like somewhat appealing to that old go outside and get some sun and you know maybe back in the day maybe um now we're like go inside play with toys video games are bad um her origin mostly revolves around someone who didn't fly uh coriander's oldest sister commander following the uh name pattern that i mentioned yeah. Uh, prepare to feel bad for this future villain. She couldn't fly. A rare childhood illness um, left her uh, gravitationally challenged, I'll say. Aww. 
Mm-hmm. And because of this, she was stripped of her rank as heir to the throne and mostly shunned by the people around her as she didn't seem strong enough to lead. That's pretty crappy. Mm. Like... It's like I'm, if Queen I'm Elizabeth cool. banished a child for being in a wheelchair. It's literally that. I'm, I'm kind of cool with her becoming a villain. Yeah. Is I mean, it, this is she, like makes poor, she makes some poor choices. But they all stem from at shit the same out of time, control, she, she didn't go and inoculate herself with it. You know what it is? Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I'm not going to say that because that would cause a lot of drama. Proceed. No, I'll go on. No, because I'll cut it out anyway. I'll talk to you after the podcast. As you can imagine, that left her pissed off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And her hatred towards Coriander blossomed. Uh, Everybody hates Coriander. She's even a villain. Brackets cilantro. Mm -hmm. As time went on, the two were sent off to train with the warlords of a place called Okara. Uh, While sparring together, Commander was knocked off a cliff. Um, Our princess zooms down to catch the sun you know, the flight-stunted sister. Commander gets furious at, at Coriander in one of those what-you-think-you're-better-than-me kind of scenarios. What, you think you can fly down here and save me, you bitch? Kid Ravori, yeah. She tries to slice Coriander's ass up with a sword when the warlords show up and are like, dude, what is? what the fuck? Settle down, mate. Um, She can't be killing her family and shit because family's important and if... Amanda had ever seen a Fast and Furious movie or Spy Kids 2, she'd know that. Hmm. So Amanda leaves. No, it's unfair. Mm -hmm. Her family shunned her and then they're like, oh, but family's important. She's like, I'm right here. Well, these alien boy scout, you know, scout leaders didn't know that. I'm right here. She got kicked out of little scouts or whatever you want to call it. And over time, she does return to Tamaran with a militia from a rivaling planet she sided with. I mean, she found family. Mm-hmm. Her princessly information gets these new, you know, villains into the kingdom, and the price for peace is offered. Coriander. Give us the pompous bitch sister, and we will leave. Yeah. yeah. Stuck between a rock and a hard place, the king and queen have to give up their good daughter, you know, in order of, you know, protecting the rest of the people. She's sent away to be a slave. Uh, yep. She is tortured and abused for some time before, wouldn't you know it, fucking kidnapped for torture and experiments, but a different time from another species of alien. Yeah, see, this is where Commander starts making poor choices. No, they're both kidnapped by a bigger, scarier alien race. Yeah. Mm. It's with these Mengler-esque aliens both sisters are experimented on in a Unit 731 kind of situation. Uh, don't Google it, you'll get that. Uh, they are used to see how much energy a Tamaranian body can absorb before bursting like a sausage in a microwave. Don't put your sausages in microwaves. There's pan. Yep, yep. If you don't know how to cook with a pan, maybe go and ask your mum. Or dad. Luckily, in a very marvelly origin, the experiment goes wrong and the machine explodes before Coriander does. Uh, she's given more powers than her standard flight. Uh, she attempts to save her sister, but her reaction is still, you know, fuck you, you're a bitch. I don't like you, sister. Kind of stuff. And um, after they have a bit of a tussle, Coriander escapes to planet Earth, where she joins the Teen Titans. Yay! Alright. She made a new family. Mm-hmm. Um, a very special thing Marv Wolfman did with the Teen Titans reboot in the 80s was a genre was set in place for every reader. Um... You had the low-level sci-fi, you know, gritty straight stuff for Cyborg. Yeah. You know, you had the gothic magic stuff with Raven. Yeah. And Starfire had this big sci-fi outer space adventure stuff style to it. Yeah. Um, and it's true, you can see a little bit of everything in each character. Like, um, if the torture stuff is brushed off a little, you know, maybe toned down, his origin could be done sort of Disney princess style as well. A lot of, you know, a lot of princess having an adventure and a misadventure. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, there's the whole slavery thing. And yeah, she just turns some stuff down. Her sister trying to cut her to pieces with a sword. I mean, Belle and Beauty and the Beast was sort of a slave for a bit. Yeah. I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, yeah. Yeah, and, and despite all this, they made Starfire a very bright and happy character, making her fun to read as well. 
Yes. Um, that old series still holds up, a th- like, a lot. Like, a shocking amount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Origins aside, let's go into uh, powers and visuals, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, she... Um, they give a good excuse for her lack of clothing. Um, you know, she commonly does. As she needs sunlight on her body, um, her people don't dress very much. Yeah. Um, her skin is orange uh, than the US president's face, um, and she has the biggest fucking red hair you ever did see. Um, depending on the art style, it'll either look like a sheep on the back of her head, or at times like a long flowing pinkish fire, which is always a cool visual yeah. to see as well. Stop. What have you done? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you started art um, panels and stuff? Yeah. yeah. So with Origins aside, we'll go into powers and visuals. Alright, she can fly, we already know this. Um, and it also has a good excuse for lack of clothing and stuff I commonly wears, as she needs as much sunlight on her body as she can get, like most of her people. Yeah. Um, her skin is oranger than the US president's face, and she has the biggest fucking red hair you ever did see. That's flamey. Mm, yeah, depending on your art style, it either looks like a big woolly shape on the back of her head, Oh, flamey. Mm, or like long flowing kind of pinkish flames. Either one tends to make a good visual. Yeah. Um, always wearing purple and silver, sometimes more than other times, and throwing big flashy green energy blasts. Um, she has all the other basics, you know, strong as shit, smart as fuck, hard to hurt. You know, your, your classic comic book things. Um, one tidbit that, you know, bears mentioning is how Coriander learns language. So in issue one of New Titans, we see her escape and find the Titans, but she's still speaking Tamaranian, which is just a lot of squiggles, which you've seen in Titans. Yep. Um, in issue two, she pounces on a young Dick Grayson and gets his face pussy. Gives it a big old smush. Please refrain from using that word ever again and call it the actual name. No, it's a reference to Comic Head. No. Yes, it is. No, I don't want you to say that. <laughs> His mouth. Yeah, she smashes his mouth with her mouth and tongue and stuff. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's said that she can learn any language through skin contact, but it seems Corey prefers to do it through kissing. In issue 5 of the Amanda Connor Jimmy Palmiotti run from 2015, um, she kisses a dolphin in Key West, Florida. If you're going to kiss a dolphin, that's the place. Floridian dolphin. Uh, this version needlessly tweaked the origin, um, and much like her Harley Quinn run, stated dozens, started dozens and dozens of story arcs, um, and just kind of forgot about them halfway through. Unlike the Harley book, though, it quietly finished after twelve issues. Um, it's not as bad as I'm making it out to be. Um, it's mostly like her adjusting to human life, which would be an adjustment. Hmm. It's just it has that same problem that I run into a lot these days. What, where writers don't know how to finish a story? I think I think Dustin Gray was specifically in that trio to finish story arcs, because yeah. they were great in All-Star West, and that was their last really good DC story arc. Mm. Um, Gray was there. It, there's, this Interesting. Thing, there's this thing that I do now mm. in my career path called backwards mapping. It's where you come up with an end... And then work back from that way to get to a beginning. Yeah. yeah. These guys haven't heard of that yet. No. Because they work from a beginning and just... Yeah. Nap time. Yeah. Like a Stephen King. So backwards mapping, guys. Go on. Another thing to talk about here is her love life. Ugh. Mm, because much Ugh. like... She has something in common with Helena Bertinelli, Barbara Gordon, Cheyenne Fremont, Sean Sang... Catalina Marie Flores, Laurie Alton, Bridget Clancy, and Raven, Coranda has had a relationship with Dick Grayson. Look, he's attractive. He get all of it. The only reason you got me was because of him. I know, but this is your cue. Oh. To whinge about her crapness. Because of course no one likes Coriander. She's getting in the way of my girl. Uh, for all those at home, half Dave, 
seriously ships Barbara and Grayson Look, above all things. They grew up together. They learned together. They fought together. Mm-hmm. They look good next to each other at a fancy black tie party. Mm-hmm. They are meant to be together. Except this coriander comes in here. And she's all like, oh, look at me with my bright orange skin and my big hair. What does she think this is? Married with children? No. Big red, you get out of here. She does have Peggy Bundy's hair, doesn't she, in the old 80s books? Yes. And she tries to trick him into marrying her, but thank God (laughs) our girl Raven is there. And she's like, Grayson, what are you doing? And they don't get married. Um, so, at a certain point, when Raven's in one of her evil faces, she uh, wrecks the wedding and kills the priest. Yeah. Um, that's Kaya's favourite Raven moment. Yep. Um, so there you go. I'm just saying... They had a very heavy I'm, relationship listen, during Teen Titans. I understand the sexual need Everyone to needs get to it share on with Grayson. Grayson. I get that. But he needs to end up with Bob. And she'll take him back because she loves him and his nice butt and his good hair when he doesn't have the mullet. It was a mm. style choice of the 90s. It's not his fault. Okay, I'm going to shut up now. But if anyone needs to know how I feel about Coriander trying to marry my boy Dick Grayson, I will tell you. There's some deep-seated fantasy stuff there from Kyle. Oh, there you go. Half Dave. The half Dave. After the breakup, she left Earth for a while, and then all of a sudden, this new 52 thing showed up. Mm. Mm. Like Harley Quinn, Amanda Waller, and Lobo for some fucking reason, Starfire was suddenly super over-sexualized and featured in the series Red Hood and the Outlaws from 2011 onwards. That was such a weird thing. They removed Power Girl's boob window, which is, you know, try to make her more subtle. I understand it. I don't like it, but I understand it. Meanwhile, every character across the space-time continuum is shopping at Supreme all of a sudden. They even put big sexy kissy lips on the red hood for some reason. They did. And Amanda Waller lost, like, three people. She's the wall because she's the size and shape of a wall. Um, if you've if seen, you've seen Into Kingpin. the Spider-Verse, have a think of um, Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah, very similar body type. Maybe not that dramatic. That's pretty dramatic. Depends on who's drawing her, really. She's big. She is big. She's big. I understand in a movie she can't be that big, but, like, she's big. She can. I've seen The Nutty Professor. That's just me. Same shape. Okay. So, I I need to preference my Into the um, New 52 Starfire. Mm Mm-hmm. With a warning. Uh-huh. I am not white collar. Yeah, this... I have not red hood, read this. Obviously, a red hood section is uh, a collar department. But collar is out, experiencing new flavors. But as you can... Oh, they probably don't realize how, you know, metally and headbangy those two are. For all those at home, they're at a, yeah, they're at a festival, a metally festival. They're biting heads off bats and stuff like that. Mm. They're not actually, but picture it and you're pretty close. Um, so I have done my best to fill in for the white collar. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I only had a couple of days to do this, you know, three weeks. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, <laughs> holy shit. So in the New 52 Red Hood and the Outlaws, it follows a very similar origin, except for the fact that she crash lands on a tropical island. Okay. Which is basically so they, where she sets up base. So they retouched her origins in the New 52 before the Amanda Connor New 52 version retouched the origin? Jesus Christ, she, 52, she, come on so now. we find out that she has had the past relationship with Dick Grayson and it's after all of that. Okay. Because Jason Todd washes up on an island and she's like, hey, Jason, how you doing? Here, have some of Dick's clothes. So, yeah. Um, The major change is that 
she was sold into slavery by her sister to save them from the Citadel. Yeah, every... And another ship that was called the Starfire is the one that caused the crash. They, ever since, like, 2011 onwards, they really didn't make Blackfire, you know, Commander, as big of a threat, you know? Yeah. They really, I think it's, a, I like it better having her being, like, a vengeful dude that you can sort of be like, yeah, she has good points. Yeah. But they didn't want to keep that, I guess. I don't know. Um, but so... Throughout the series, we learn that aliens of all sorts, especially Tamaranians, are being hunted on Earth by a man named uh, Cross. Uh-huh. And he finds a picture of her and decides that he's going to, like, drain her powers. Um, it's at that point that we realise that she was experimented on by the Citadel, which allowed her, like, she, he couldn't drain as much of her powers as he had thought he would be able to. Because she's sort of souped up. Yeah. Mm. He was like, oh, she'll be like a normal Tamarine. And they were like, no. Yeah. Um, when she first crashes, like I said, she doesn't really remember anything from before. But she does. She can recall, like, Dick Grayson... Um, Roy Harper's full name. Um, she's got some of Dick's clothing. For a like complete 100% reboot of the entire DC universe, they did keep a lot of stuff, huh? It's a weird thing. As I said, they do forward mapping for some reason. I think it's because the Batman section of the New 52 stayed where it was. Yeah. So they would have to keep her, you know, sorry, Kai, but her relationship with Dick Grayson would still have to remain valid. Yeah. Um, Thank fuck for Rebirth. Everyone, raise a toast to Rebirth for tweaking it a little bit more in the direction we needed. She is, as you said, very over-sexualized. She ends up sleeping with Roy Harper. Immediately. Pretty much. Like, the um, the whole controversy about Catwoman jumping Batman, like, halfway through issue one. I think she was on dick. Not Dick Grayson, but on a dick. Yes. Like, panels quicker than Catwoman. Um, I just think she wasn't as famous to get enough flack. Well, it it actually received a heap of um, bad thing in that because basically she turns around and she's like, oh, I don't do it for love or for any reason like that. She's like, I just do it because I want to. Hmm. And then they later are fun-loving people, but well, no, they, they do later portray find out better that, in the Amanda Connor one. She's not like a, oh, I like having my G-spot smacked around. But that's the thing. They find out that, like, back on her home planet, they're more romantic and, like, love is, like, a big thing for them. Mm-hmm. Whereas she's just on Earth, like, no, nah, I'll just do it to whoever. So a lot of people were like, you're not playing true to, like, her species. Um, and it's pretty, like, grotesque. Like, I read just the panels where she's, like, leading him off, and I was like, oh, good. It's, it's not what I would call nice. Mm. Um, but she tries to, like, tell them that she's got a short attention span for all things Earth. Where the Amanda one is sounding better the more you talk about it. Yeah. It might have dropped a lot of story up. She got a job that she never showed up for because they forgot about it. But her as a character was charming in it. Like, they still do the characterizations that I loved from the old days, from the Power Girl mm. and the All-Star Westerns and what have you. But you also find out, like, she tried to get with... Or she ended up getting with Jason as well when she was nursing him back to health. But they just friend-zoned each other. That's nice. Not really, because it means that she slept with the other two teammates on her three-person team. She's collecting them all. She's just working her way through the DCU, yeah. which is not nice. And you find that Dick Grayson does that forever. He did it first. <laughs> he no sloppy seconds in his household. He was he fucking before it was cool. Yeah. Um. Apparently, we see her. Thing. So, 
there was a lot of controversy, A, about her costume, B, oh, about, like, yeah, the way Google, she was Google treated. Google the costume. It's about, harsh. About, like, everyone was really angry with it. So they basically wrote her out. Um, she ends things with Roy Harper, who they never really have, like, a solid relationship. But then they say, like, oh, he's, um got trust issues because of Oliver Queen and she just kind of looks on it as a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they break up because the Starfire has come back and told her your sister's being an asshole and the entire place is in disarray. You need to come home and like fix everything up. Yeah. Um, and so she... That's a weird touch up. And... Pre-52, eventually her planet gets destroyed. Well, in this one, Black Fire gets hurt. Uh And so that's why Coriander ends up leaving, because she's going to nurse her back to health. Oh, no, she's going to fuck her sister too. I know what what she means by nursing back to health. Yeah. I'm nursing the planet. Um, But that's... So eventually they take her out of Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yeah. And when it comes back during like the rebirth and stuff is when they change the team to an all male team. Yeah, um Apparently. She, well they put her back, you know, in where she's supposed to be. Currently she is part of Rebirth's Teen Titans. Yeah. Captured by Damian Wayne along with Kid Flash, Beast Boy and Raven to prove he is good enough to be the leader on his thirteenth birthday. Yeah. I like that somewhere down the line, someone told him he's not allowed to be a Teen Titan because he's not a teen yet. So his first move on his 13th birthday is to capture everyone and be like, see, you're all clumsy. You need the most arrogant wanker character Toby's ever read to be the champion. He's just so bad. But I don't know. Like every other character in that, I'm fine to read. In in saying that, Mm. the way that they portray Dick in um, the new Titans show. Mm. If Damien's, like, even remotely as bad as Dick Grayson in that, I'm like, I hope this show never gets to Damien. I hope nothing ever gets to Damien. I think... I don't understand. Speaking of a bit, but I think he's in his grim point because a lot of the things that he's doing where people are going, oh, shit, calm down in Titans are beat-for-beat taken from things Batman does in the flashbacks of why Robin leaves. Oh, no, I know that, but, like... We're not far enough in to see him lighten up yet, but they still could have him lighten up. And and I get that. He's and I understand it. But, like, if this is how dark and gritty they're going with Grayson, and we know that they've got other Robins coming through... Mm-hmm. If we get, like, if this becomes DC's big show and we get, what are we up to with our, like, seven seasons? I have no idea, but I know Doom Patrol's getting a spin-off after their one episode. I know, but if, if we're getting, like, that far into mm-hmm. these Titans and there is the chance that they hit a Damien Wayne, I can't do it. No, man. no, they can fucking totally do a Damien because that would give us room to have. It. No, no, it'd be worth it because it would give us room to do a Nightwing series. I know, but I don't know if I want it that bad for a Damien. <laughs> what if, what cost? Look, guys, it's, unless it's you, like, no, listen, it's, it's listen, I'll put it... In, in Infinity Wars, did you get your Nightwing series? Yes. What did it cost? And you just think about Damien and you say, everything. Listen, I will, I will, I'm, I'm going to end this discussion here, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you, it is going to take an awful lot of Patreon like, accounts to get us to do a Damien Wayne episode where I am not just an utter bitch the entire episode. If we get to that, that episode will end in, like, a fire. Like, it'll be a mess. I'm just, I'm just picturing myself sitting in the background going, he's a fuck dog. He's a fuck dog. Like, that's just how that episode's gonna go. Like, I'm just gonna be a write-off. Well, I'll be crying and sobbing manically in the background. Well, you are making it hard for me to come around here, but if you want to get into a Starfire, this is a good spot to do it. Please, please give me a good Starfire. 
because Marv Wolfman returns for Volume 3 of this series um, in Return of Kid Flash, and that cover-up, that trade is fucking gorgeous. Okay. Can I, because you've, you've spoken about why, like, you know, that Marv Wolfman is my current favourite. Mm. Can I get into it? Go on. Okay. This man's enthusiasm for his characters is just at another level. This man is so excited and so like little old man, look at look at my characters, look what they can do. People like them and they're being betrayed and played and oh I I I couldn't help it. He talks about his characters in interviews like a proud grandparent who just watched his child at like the school play. Yes. It's adorable. Like I've I've never been a huge teen type like other than obviously Dick Grayson. Mm. I've never, never really been into, into any of them. That man made me want to pick up books. Like if if you need to like if you're like mm, Starfire, I'm not sure about it. Go and read anything that he said. Go and look at anything he said about Starfire, and you're like, for you, for you, Marv, I'm going to do it. He's a nice man. Mm, all his interviews during like the pro, like the pre opening for Titans is very cute. Yeah, he's adorable. I love him. Everyone's like, oh, it's so dark and realistic and the gritty version of Teen Titans that we need because a lot of it's a, you know, a retaliation for the Teen Titans go. Yeah. Honestly, it's a deep-seated bounce back from that. It's too far in the other direction. But he's like, my pe- my boys, my, my little characters, they're so good. Look people, at them go. People are talking about them. They're giving them a chance. What was the equivalent of a, you know, a colouring book when I wrote it is so important now. Yeah. And it's like, they did it. Okay, so we're talking about when he's back writing. Yeah, that, that's that's where we are at. Okay. He, um, so volume three of Rebirth Titans is where you can find his stuff, but he, the original movie Teen Titans from the 80s is such a famous series. It's George Perez Art, who has gone down in history as one of the best artists that DC's ever had. And it's Marv Wolfman going down in history as one of the best writers DC's ever had. It holds up well, and like I said, it covers so many genres anyone can pick it up, and it's all still in print to this day. Yeah. The whole damn thing. And Not a lot of series can say that. Well, that's what I was just going to say. It's like It speaks volumes to the volumes Mm. that they're still in print, because a lot of stuff they're just like, look... If you're really after this, you go into Zoom. You, you can't even it, get a volume two of shit that's out now. Yeah, this was in eighties. This is in mid eighties, and it's still conquering. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that you should put your time into. Yeah, it's um, it's the Teen Titans as a franchise are a hit and miss series, but when people hit. They do absolute gangbusters. Marv Wolfman stuff, start to finish, great. And upon research, Jeff Johns's one from 2004 onwards mm. is very beloved and start to finish solid gold as well. If um, I'm scrolling through, like, top 20 Teen Titan story arcs to recommend to listeners, they are all from those two, and they are, like, the whole set. But that's the thing. Um, not only do you have... A great variety of characters to read they have a great variety of characters to write like it makes it so much easier when it's you've got a lot to play with yeah yeah and they're, i'm assuming relatively left alone because teen titans and it makes it makes they're sense. seen as the kiddies of the universe yeah that's a, which is because of teen titans go it's because of the name honestly mm. like when i started books i was i was about 17 yeah. And I felt like I was too late to read the teen book. Yeah. You know, assuming it was like a K-Zone or whatever children's magazine was well, around for Americans. My introduction was through the 90s Teen Titans show. Which I completely missed. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't find DC cartoons until I was about 17. I came back. It's okay. I completely missed Tass. Yeah, so did I. I came and found it afterwards. Yeah. I but, remember Batman Beyond, but that is, that's my limit, honestly. But that's like, you know, you're introduced to it as the kids thing, mm. but it's like a lot of um, animation now, people going back and watching it and going, hang on a second, 
these guys knew what they were doing. There was like, a, there's a substance from those early animations, like the Animaniacs and the Warner Brothers and all, all yeah. that stuff. It's still, there's something to it that is severely missing these days. And I think, you know, because it is a teen thing, like, you, everyone's been a teenager. Like, you can kind of latch onto what's going through and still, like, carry on. If that makes sense. I mean, it would make a lot more sense if I was still, if I picked that stuff up, because we know I read any solo title Raven does, anything Nightwing does, and honestly, there's only ever been one, so I've read every Starfire solo as well. Yeah. So it would stand to reason why I'd enjoy it. Yeah. We will have to go back and read a couple and cover them. Judas Contract will do we can talk about our Deathstroke's pedophile. We've seen the cartoon. Mm. Speaking of which, are you ready for my second part of magic? Yeah. As for now, Starfire remains mostly a team player, and her time in the sun out on her own hasn't really happened yet, but hopefully her appearance in DC's new show Titans will bring her into some spotlight. Ironically, she doesn't know who she is, and she isn't really hinting who she is yet for anyone actually watching. Um... But, you know, that also tangents into her appearances in the media. Which, there is surprisingly a lot, and also not a lot at the same time. Are you saying how they've been mostly voiced by the original Teen Titans animated series onwards? Uh, There's only four voice animators that I can find. Well, actually, three voice animators and the actor that's currently playing her in... Titans. Between, like, the Lego games and Teen Titans Go, everything stems from the Teen Titans anime series, doesn't it? It's always the same few people Pretty after that. much. Um, even in, like, a lot of... So she's done DC Superhero Girls, as you said, all of the Lego games. Do you want, do you want to say the person? I was going to go through what she's been in. Oh, okay. Go on. Because... Okay, the problem is because she's being done by the same three people for the majority of her media life, they, like, it's actually hard to go back through and see which of the three has been in charge of which thing. Yeah. Like, they've got their main... So Hayden Walsh is the main Teen Titans Go person. Mm Mm-hmm. But has also gone through and done, a, like, half of her DC Legos, while the other half was done by somebody. Like, they're so interchangeable in their roles that, like, I think a lot of present day ones do impressions of the Teen Titans animated series yeah. at this point. Like how Bugs Bunny's been voiced by a million people, but it's always Bugs Bunny. Yeah, um, and that's the thing, like, because. It's, done by such a small group of people they've got the voicing down but as we have learned with voiceover people they do so much work yeah. like i tried to go through Never the three ladies imdbs and i'm like oh i'm only at 2017 um but so you've got hayden walsh mm-hmm. who like i said is the main teen titans go she's the princess bubblegum yep yeah kari walbury who is the main DC animated movie universe staffer. Right, the the anime-looking universe. Um, and also most of these ladies do both Starfire and Blackfire. Yeah, they look, they look like twins. One's just dressed gothier than the other. Um, and the other person is Jennifer Hale. Yeah. Who we've mentioned a few times now. Yeah, she does a lot of stuff for DC. Um, and you've got Anna Dale. Mm-hmm. Who's the um, actor for Titans? Right. Who? How do you feel about I, her? I, I feel really bad for her. She's yeah. I, I did the same. Like, I understand. There was a lot of controversy when they picked her to play, hmm. and it split into two different areas. One was that they were. Picking an actress purely, as many fans thought, to fan service. Yeah. Um, Because you've got Beast Boy in in the series, 
who's kind is of, of Asian descent. Yeah. You've got uh, Corey, who is African American. Anyone? You've got, like, I get the uh, there was a lot of people that got angry because comics are currently going through a period of time where they are trying to appeal to a large audience and it's getting to the point it's annoying people. Because none of it has a substance in it. Like, I understand that, like, at a certain point, Marvel's Avengers didn't have any Avengers in it. Captain America was a Nazi for some reason. Hulk was played by a small Japanese boy. Um, Thor was a woman. Iron Man was a woman. I can't think of any others right now. Miles Morales is our Spider-Man. A lot of it was being rushed out for the sake of happening. Not a lot of it had a story-built substance to it. And, and a lot of people get paranoid about that. And there's obviously a lot of people online who have, you know, there's a lot of racists in middle America who have had internet access at this point. And that was the thing. Which is half, why the flat earth has peaked. Half of it was going against who she was. See, that's another and thing too. But the thing is, you've got, to, you've got to pull it into two separate things. Even within that group, you have the racists that just wanted to say something terrible about her and then people like that were just that. worried that they weren't going to be true to the character, which, which is the other group of people. Which, which other people in. I kind of understand. Like, not necessarily this time because, what, they're going to cast a real Tamaranian? No. They can have whoever the fuck they want. But the thing is, avid fans of comic books, video games, anything, are having... It's escapism. People aren't enjoying, you know, got, just living in the moment. So they go to somewhere else, which I understand. I definitely do. They go there to sink into a universe that's better than the shitty 9 to 5 one you've got now. And they're visualizing and hearing a voice in the characters that they're reading. Like, they've got a, they've got a very strict idea of a character, which no director, filmmaker, actor, actress, animator will ever be able to recreate perfectly. Because that's your special version. Mm-hmm. And people get so defensive about that version. Yeah. You know, like, I always desperately want a Skullduggery Pleasant movie franchise to get off the ground. It'll never be what I want it to be. I'm sure when I finally get around to watching Battle Angel Alita, it won't be what I want it to be. But I'm happy that people are even hearing about it. I think the hardest part with... The Starfire casting was the fact that Beast Boy didn't get the same, like, hatred towards him. He's not blue. He's not green, so he's already wrecked. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, she's not orange, which a lot of people were saying that's the reason they hated her. He's not green. No. And he didn't get nearly as much. But I think it's because think maybe... they haven't looked at her comic-accurate costuming, and they didn't explain... Like, we've only just watched I'd Halloween. I'd rather we're getting where, in the New 52 version. But the thing is, we're five episodes in, and they're only just starting to hit on the fact that she's powered by the sun. Yeah, like... Like, I feel if they had have brought that in a lot earlier, then it would be a very different place. No, they shouldn't even have to. Yeah, but... People you're, are getting com- it's uh, a lot complaining of people that about... don't watch the... Con- don't... It's the people who don't watch the comics. I like to watch the page to see if it moves. I don't read any of it. I check to make sure nothing's fidgeting. It's quite possible. Like like how after you watch a toy story as a kid and then you start just spying on your toy box. Yeah. Did you ever have that phase? No. Oh, it was a good phase. You sit there with binoculars under the bed and just watch away. I, I hope other people did that. If you did if you did that right in so I don't feel so horrible right now. I have a life. And that's why you don't understand comic books like me. Hey, I bought some pretty good comic books while we're on vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm at the end of my notes. Okay. I, f- I had a homework question, but now I don't remember it. So I'm going to go with, well, you know, now we're starting to see the DC Universe streaming service pick up a bit. Hopefully it goes international at some point. I mean, they Please. own the properties. Why the fuck not? Please. 
But, you know, we've got Teen Titans on Netflix. Yep. Hopefully we get, you know, Swamp Thing when that happens, Harlequin, the animated series when that happens, uh, Stargirl, I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. I hope it's dead exactly what it was in the book. Go back and listen to our Stargirl episode. Mm. Or read it, the, the Jeff Jones run of stuff. Stargirl okay. is Go super back and good. listen to our episode and then read it. Now read it first for spoilers and then write us a review. Yeah, and five stars would be nice. <laughs> you don't have to listen to the episode, just tell us we did a good job. Um, and I hope we end up getting all those on our Netflix, or they just give it to us properly. I would prefer if they gave it to us properly, because mm. there's all the stuff on that surface that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So, hey, DC execs, if you're listening... We're out here. There is internet in Australia, I promise. We're not all crikeys. We have, we have electricity. Most of the time. It's, it's not like that episode of Regular Show we watched yesterday. There's buildings here. Most of the time. Mm. Um, now that we've brought up Stargirl, I feel like I've already done the homework topic I thought of, but what's another oh, what's another property you'd like to see get done on the streaming service? They're doing some weird, big, great stuff, and I like that, because no one's as picky about it. No one yeah. has, you know, it's... It almost gets left alone, like Captain Boomerang in, in Suicide Squad. It's opening up the universe. Hmm. What are some characters you'd like to see done properly? Hmm. That is, that is a big... I would say Blue Beetle. Hmm. Because I don't think you could do it as a movie. Yeah, he needs, he needs a series. He, needs, he also needs his villains to be solidified a little bit better. We can't just have Red Beetle every fucking time be a good way to test a few of them out. Mm. This one would be... My, my pick would be hard to do because Gotham is still around and still in people's noggins. Yeah. But what it should have been from the start is GCPD. Yeah. The cops deal with a villain every week. And that's it. Batman exists, but in that series, it's really well done. Like, you'll see a cape here... Or you'll see what he's left behind there. Like, it's never... He's in the universe. He's not the universe. And it sort of makes him way cooler as a superhero. Yeah. Because, you know, he's always like, I'm in the shadows, I work alone. And then we watch him hang out with Alfred every fucking time. Yeah. But but you see him from anyone else's perspective, and it gives the character a real... Like, a real fucking monument. It's really, really good. And... I'd love to see the Mr. Freeze issues done in live action. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Oh, shit, I punned. It'd be really good to see Mr. Freeze, that's all. Oh, the ice puns. They're, they're so frequent in that movie, they're hard to avoid. <laughs> they're hard to do outside now. They're leaking out of my VHS tape into the real world and I can't have that. I'm, I'm trying to come up with some cool ones. Is that what you're doing over there? Quiet? That's why I'm so quiet. Anyway, so this has been our episode on Starfire. Definitely watch Titans. It got a bad rap at the start, but I get the feeling that it's going to lighten up as the series goes because it did, you know, compensate for what everyone was saying. We just have to see it. The entire DCU is lightening up, though. Mm. I.e. Aquaman has, as of today, day of recording, hit $1 billion, um, which means it has overtaken the Dark Knight trilogy. Ironically, the dude who saved the Teen Titans comic book run is Jeff Johns. Aquaman's the first movie he's been able to sort of run the show for as the the Kevin Feige for Marvel. This is the first one he's had from the start. And what when you know it, it's you know a, a comprehensive story that makes sense the whole damn time. His name has started, like, it started regularly appearing now on Titans as well. Because mm, he probably had to step in there In as the well. first few episodes, it wasn't there. Mm. Like, I'm sure he was in the room, but he wasn't in the credits. Um, because a lot of people cite that the reason that the DCU was lacking so greatly was it didn't have that Kevin Feige figure. There's no one steering the ship, it's just a series of rafts held together with tape. Yeah. So But hopefully this is the start of something different. 
Just, just. I mean, that's talking, talking to the DC execs. If you could make this streaming service available to everyone, and hey, give him a pat on the back because Jeff Jones not that bad. I love that he's the dude saving the film franchise because we were discussing this recently that he reset the Green Lantern run, he reset the Flash run, and then he was involved in uh, the Rebirth as well. Yeah. So they're like, hey, you're good at getting comic characters the way they should be. Maybe you can the fix all our movies. Touch. Mm-hmm. Everything he touched turns to gold. Mm-hmm. And he's always in an Aquaman or Green Lantern hat. Yes. I am glad that he was able to step in and do Aquaman the way he wanted. Yeah. I, I feel he has a little Marvel woman in his hat. He did Ocean Master in the comic accurate disco ball purple outfit. You have to go see it if you haven't seen it. Go see it. Alright, and see Titans and see anything with Starfire in it, because she deserves more clout than she gets. She is so powerful that it makes no sense that she's a sidekick to Robin. No fucking sense at all. I do find it really weird that, like, you've got Starfire and Raven, and and they're taking commands from... Great, like, it just doesn't make sense. They're god-level characters. We're talking, like... Raven can stop Superman easy enough. I feel like on a sitting in the sun off. Starfire and, and Superman, Superman would have, would like have a, a good ass fight. They, they would it'd be a tight fight. It would be it would be like him in Flash racing. But now she's currently, you know, working under Damien. <laughs> yeah, let that sit with you, ladies and gentlemen. I understand the respect for Damien. Mm. Come on, guys. I hope they're getting paid by, by like, Alfred and Batman really? on the side being like, just hold him away from us. Let us no, take a break. maybe it's their fangirling. Hmm? We hang out with him. We can say that we fought with Batman's son. We can meet Batman. It's all I want from they're, Teen Titans. They're trying to, to get, meet they're Batman. They're trying to get invited to Damien Wayne's bar mitzvah. Wait, when do you turn 14 again? Hmm. Hey, hey, are we here? Is, well, is, is Batman going to be there? On, on that note, uh, I've been Terry DePola. This has been the School for Way of Notes. I've been I'm joined by Dave. producer um, Half Dev. I'm, I'm Half Dev. You should write movie looks so we get, you know, any attention. Hi to New Zealand. Yeah, New you, Zealand. You guys are liking us lately. New Zealand. We see you. Good. Don't ask me how, but I do. Mm. I know you dare. Yeah, okay. The more writing and reviewing we get, the the I, I don't know how iTunes works, but the more we get noticed, which would be nice, and we could afford microphones that work the entire episode, <laughs> wouldn't that be something special? I did tell them it broke. On that note, again, um, you know, have a good one. Pick, read a book. I mean, if and t- any book, really. It'll help your language. Yeah. It's good for your noggin. Class dismissed. <laughs>